Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. In our Old Testament pericope this morning, the Lord says not to listen to false prophets who only tell you what you want to hear. In contrast with that, we get Jesus and Paul in the gospel and the epistle readings freely telling you what you need to hear, even though you may not want to. Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the word of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it should be well with you. You're good. It's all good. And everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, nah, not disaster will come upon you. It's all good, man. Relax. Be happy. Jeremiah 23, 16 to 17, with some of my own little flavor. Our sermon text also is Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. As a pastor, I got to admit, part of me, a very, very small part of me, sympathizes with the false prophets. Just a small part of me. Just a, just a small part. The part that knows how hard it is to speak the truth to people who don't want to hear it. It's a hard thing to do. And I can begin, just, just kind of begin to understand how a faithful man could eventually become not so faithful the more the sheep kick and bite and fight back. And eventually, if he's not careful, he just fills them with vain hopes, telling them only what they want to hear. So I can understand how that could come about. I think you can too. As the congregation learned recently over the outrage with our sign, people can get pretty nasty when you tell them something they don't want to hear. Pastors have to do it all the time which is why this is a vocation not for the soft or the timid. You have to have a little bit of a thick skin, and if you don't, you need to develop it. The quicker, the better. It's difficult to tell people that disaster awaits them if they keep sinning. No one likes to do that. That things are not going to go well for them on Judgment Day if they don't repent of their sin. It's hard to tell people what they don't want to hear. The temptation is to avoid confrontation, to bubble wrap the truth and reduce everything to a man-made definition of love, a false gospel. But true love involves telling people the truth, even if they don't want to hear it. Can I hold her? Sure. Don't take her out of here. She needs to hear the word too, unless she won't come to me. Brother, you know she won't come to you. We look similar. Oh, yeah. Hi, sweetie. What's your name? Oh, we tried. We tried. But but you don't have to leave. Don't worry. We love the sound of babies. I came across a great quote from George Orwell this last week. Thank you, Christina. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. The Christian, you and me and others, 
We've been liberated. We now have liberty by Jesus' death and resurrection. He rescued you and he set you free to live with him forever. That's your reality. You are fellow heirs with Christ, just as we read in Romans 8.17. But notice what else Romans 8.17 says. Provided you suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. That's not to say that you have to suffer in order to get to heaven. This isn't a works thing. No, it's simply a reality thing. It's simply that as a Christian, you've received life and liberty in Christ Freedom to tell people what they don't want to hear, and that means you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer with him as you live your life in service to your neighbor, being his mouthpiece, as he has sent us out into the world, as he says in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, the Great Commission, right? Into the world to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to observe all that he has commanded. Jesus who has given all authority in heaven and on earth, has given us, you and me, not only the right to tell people what they don't want to hear, but the command to do so. And that's hard. And there will be suffering involved, but there will also be glorification involved on the last day. We're not to be yes men filling our friends and family with vain hopes. That doesn't do anyone any good. We're not to speak only God's yes, but also God's no. That is, we're to speak both the gospel and the law as the situation calls for it. In Jeremiah 23, the Lord said, do not listen to the word of the prophets who fill you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. Now this sounds an awful lot like what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 4, 4. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people, Paul tells Timothy. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. That always reminds me of Narnia. It's always winter, but never Christmas. How awful would that be to always be pursuing knowledge and never get an answer, never find any truth? They oppose the truth, these men. They're men corrupted in mind, disqualified regarding the faith. But they will never, they will not get very far, excuse me, for their folly will be plain to all. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad 
to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture, Paul says, is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God, you guys, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Then Paul says, I charge you, Timothy, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, brother, preach it, in season and out of season, when it's popular and when it's not popular. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and understanding. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and they will wander off into myths. As for you, Be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Dear saints loved by God, now is the time to wield God's hammer described in Jeremiah 23, 29. Now is the time to break into pieces the lies, the rock of lies. Shatter them. You need only to speak God's word faithfully. That's it. All of you can pick up the hammer. You're all. What is it they say for Thor? What do you have to be? Worthy. Worthy? Is that how it goes? Someone help me out. Where's Jonas? Worthy? Okay. Yeah. You're all worthy. If liberty means anything at all, Orwell says, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. The weak and wayward prophets in Jeremiah 23 and the false prophets that Jesus warns us about in the gospel We're not free men, are not free men. They don't know the liberty of Christ Jesus. They're not worthy to pick up the hammer. They're not able to speak the truth in love to their neighbor when they know it's something people don't want to hear. And so they tell themselves lies. So they can tell others lies. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. To everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say no disaster shall come upon you. The author of Animal Farm in 1984 was on to something. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they don't want to hear. I would add, if liberty is loved by anyone at all, it's loved by Christians who truly appreciate being told what they don't want to hear. Namely, that you're a sinner. That's hard to take. And yet you come here week in and week out to hear it. I mean, think about it. Why are you guys able to take insults and the hatred that your neighbors level at you for being Christian? The hatred they spew towards you, your church, your pastor, and your Lord. Why are you able to take that? Because you've been set free by the cross of Christ. Liberty, my friends. You know it. It was given to you in baptism. When you were connected to Christ in his death, when the Spirit used 
the word and the water to set you free from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Your ears are used to hearing what you don't want to hear. They don't itch anymore. You're not looking to accumulate your own teachers. You can hear God's word, both his law and his gospel. If you can hear it from him, you can hear anything from them, right? Do you want to hear that there are false prophets out in the world? No, that's awful. It's not something I like to think about. Is it something you like to think about? No, because that means there's false teaching in the world. And if there's false teaching in the world, that means people are being led to hell. Eternal hurt. And we've seen it up close. With all the outrage of the sign, we know people are being led astray. It's awful to think about. It's awful to hear about. So many people today are filled with vain hopes, pleasantries, hallmark card greetings is it. They've been taught to despise the word of the Lord. And they believe that it shall be well with them on judgment day. As long as they're a happy person. How many people do you know who are stubbornly following their own hearts? We teach our children to do this. Disney's the best at it. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. Scripture says that's a bad compass. Don't do that. How many are being told when they do follow their heart, when they do do whatever makes them happy, Yes, I said it. No disaster shall come upon you. Not only are the wolves of the world saying this out in the wild, but we see how they're dressing up like sheep in the pasture, pasture in the church. It's an awful thing to hear. But Jesus tells us what we need to hear, not only what we want to hear. And so he says, beware of false prophets. He loves you. He doesn't want you to be fed poison. The truth really does set you free. He doesn't want you to be led astray. Because as he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Didn't you see that? Didn't you see us casting out demons in your name and doing mighty works in your name? We attached your name to everything we were doing. And he'll declare to them, I never knew you guys. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. You, dear Christian, you, however, have been set free from your sins by the cross of Christ, made heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, as Romans says. And you've been set free to speak the truth in love to your neighbors. Given life and liberty in the Lord to tell them not what they want to hear sometimes, but what they need to hear all the time. You've been given family and friends, neighbors in the community, specifically to be able to help them avoid sin, to help them repent of their sin, and to help them receive the grace of God which is pro he promises to deliver, 
through his preached word and through the administration of his sacraments. If liberty means anything at all, Orwell said, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. I prefer the way Paul put it in Galatians 5.1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. He's a master poet. He could rap with the best of them. Do not be silenced, but wield the hammer of God that breaks apart the lies. Speak God's word faithfully. That's what you've been called to do. The great liberator Christ Jesus has given you this liberty for a reason. And to borrow Orwell's formula one last time, if the liberty you received means anything at all, it means God has given you the right to love others by telling them about their Savior, which includes telling them about sin, even their sin, even though they may not want to hear it. Welcome to the Lord's liberation. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.